Hey guys, welcome back to Scheme Me Up Body. We're going to get into the final episode right now of Season 1 of Star Trek Picard. And just before we get going, once again, check out the website, Coins Age Media. Check out some of the content over there. This isn't the only show we're doing. There is a horror podcast called Hellmouth Hotline. There is a random podcast that uh, kind of deals with the vlog channel and review channels over on YouTube. Anything that works as an audio version of those videos is available on the Here's Your Otters Vlogs and Reviews podcast. And of course, the two YouTube channels. Here's Your Otters Vlogs, Here's Your Otters Reviews. And uh, over in Vimeo, we've got a Coins Age Media channel that has the currently the the only six short film projects that we've done to this point are over there so you know there's quite a few things on the website for you to check out so if you're interested in any of that go have a little look at it and uh right now we're going to get into this little chat on uh the final episode of season one of star trek picard legends we've finally made it to the last episode in season one of Star Trek Picard, this is Et in Arcadia Echo, Ego, Part 2. In this one, Picard and his team are pitted against the Romulans and the synthetics of Corpelius, the planet where they live, in a final confrontation. This one here, very swift and easy story in this one. It's basically a setup. At the end of part one, the synthetics have turned on Picard. Soji is in a moment of crisis of, you know, what is she going to do? Because the whole way through the series, of course, they have referred to her as the destroyer, the Romulans have. And this episode is her going into that role of destroyer, potentially. Um... Dr. Agnes Girati, of course, at the end of part one, also turned on Picard when he was taken prisoner by the synthetics. And she's working along with Dr. Sung. I'm just going to say Dr. Sung for the, the sake of this review. Uh, of course, this is the biological son of the original Dr. Sung that created Data. And he is working on... A synthetic body for himself. There's a machine that Bruce Maddox was working on which pretty much can take the consciousness of a person and put it into this body. There was more to do with that in part one. I don't believe I actually covered that in the last review but there it is and there you have it. This body is here ready to take on his consciousness when the synthetics do their thing and call on this a higher species of synthetics to come and rescue them from humanity and everything. And, you know, there's a point where Soji comes to talk to Picard and he's like, you know, don't do this sort of thing. Like, you know, they are going to be your salvation, but they're going to be our destruction sort of a thing. So within the episode, the synthetics are going to build a transmitter to call these higher beings to come rescue them 
Uh, back on the ship, the crew is trying to get it started. There's a little device that the synthetics give them to help repair the ship. And it, they said, you just have to use your imagination. And uh, Rios and Rafi are trying to work this thing out. And basically all he has to do with this thing is close his eyes and imagine the repair being done. And this little gadget will repair the ship. While they're doing that, they hear rocks being thrown against the outside of the ship. And it is Narek himself. But previous to this, after his escape from the synthetics, he came to the board cube and found Narissa, his sister, still on board the cube the whole time. Nice piece of misdirection in the previous episode. It did seem that, you know, you could see when the XBs attacked her at the end of the episode. You seen this light kind of shining out and it looked like a transporter beam. Obviously that wasn't the case, it was a little bit of misdirection to uh, throw us off the scent. Worked for me. Um, they have a moment on the cube where Narek actually gives a little bit more of his backstory uh, briefly, and I wish they had done more with Narek in this series. And this last episode, I did really take a turn for Narek. I really started to like him as a character in this last episode. Now, he was always there, always seemed to be more depth to him than what they actually delved into in this series. And you know, he, he says to Narissa, you know, like, I'm. I've always been the black sheep of the family and, you know, was kicked out of the Jat Vaj and, you know, nobody believed on me, but I was the one that found the destroyer, sort of a thing. But you can see on his face and, you know, even leading up, and if you go back to my review earlier in the series, it did say that the, it felt like he was actually really was falling in love with Soji. And even when he made the decision, to attempt to kill her uh, when she, she was activated. You know, he, he was in tears, he was in bits for doing it, so you can still see that at this point in the series. But uh, back to the ship, he's thrown rocks at it, and Rios jumps onto the, the calm, and what the hell do you want, sort of a thing. And uh, Narak shows the bag that he's carrying he's like I'm carrying uh, like explosives right here and I'm chucking rocks at you I want to speak to you so he switches sides comes over to the good side in the last episode and helps in the fight against the synthetics essentially or the higher beings and you know, there's a, a part where him Narak uh, Rios, Rafi, and Elnor are sitting around like a campfire, and Narek is sharing the old. And I have seen a few reviews where people are saying the old Romulan tale, but he's going back even further than that. He's he's talking about a, a Vulcan tale. So this goes, if you know the history of Star Trek, the the Vulcans and the Romulans are from the same bloodline. And they're one race split into two, essentially, at one point back in history. 
so far back that that's you know beyond the Star Trek timeline basically but this story is coming from way back then and he shares the whole story of the synthetic uprising what could happen you know the destruction that was brought and whatnot and they're like you know sounds like you really believe in this sort of thing and he's like I don't believe it to be a story or you believe it to be a story essentially and he's like I don't believe it to be a story I believe it to be history and the thing about history is it's got a bad habit of repeating itself so you know he wants to as much as the heroes here stop what's going to happen cutting a long story short uh, they attack well they sneak on to the, the synthetic reservation and they've got an idea on how to destroy this thing that they're building this transmitter and uh, they think that uh, their plot has been rumbled when Sung appears in the background but he previous to this the synthetic that was killed apparently by Narek and has escaped wasn't actually him that killed him it was uh, Sutra that killed him Sung is playing back the memory last memories of the drone that was killed and on the screen he can see Sutra stepping on past Narek and actually doing the, the kill move so Sung switches sides as well joins them they start an assault on the synthetic well not an assault on the, the synthetics they want to save them but they want to destroy this transmitter Dr. Girati also uh, getting into the role of double agent sneaks her way in to free Picard as well so her and him at this point have disappeared off on the, the ship and they're heading off towards the Romulan fleet to try and stop them one ship against 218 if memory serves um, so Picard is still hoping that Starfleet has got his transmission and they're going to turn up but uh, they have the only thing they've got on their side to fight with them is the giant space flowers and there's only a handful of them against 218 ships so in short order the Romulans take them out and Picard is left on his own him and Girati on board the ship and at this point Picard is starting to feel the the brain disorder that he has that terminal brain disorder and you know he's, he's fighting the pain and Girati gives him a little thing to help him and she's like if you're gonna pull out any last maneuvers here now is the time to do it you know we get called after you the Picard maneuver and then she realizes no hold on the Picard maneuver is an actual thing isn't it like at one point you made an enemy think that you know using warp speed that the Enterprise was in two places at once and Picard was like that was a stargazer and uh that wouldn't work here but the little gadget that the Romulans the, the Romulans the synthetics gave Rios earlier on to repair the ship Girati works out a way of using that there to 
make holographic images of their ship so as far as the the Romulans are concerned you know there's thousands of this one little ship turns up and the fight begins and the Picard's ship is hit and you know going out of control he gets it back into orbit basically and at this point excuse the noise outside the studio <laughs> at this point the flipping Federation fleet turns up led by none other than Riker himself now I was hoping for a massive space battle to see out the end of the series and didn't get it what we do get at the end is actually a standoff between the Romulan fleet and the Federation fleet and Picard in the centre uh, on the little ship gets on to you know he hails the surface to talk to Soji and basically does what Picard does best and that is be the guy that can talk any situation around and he's like you know what you've got a choice here in front of everybody you can either become the destroyer the Romulans think you are or you can choose your own path here and choose mercy shut the thing down you know, shut the transmitter down don't bring these people back you know choose your own path sort of a thing and she chooses that and the Romulans with Commodore O on the bridge are just they can't argue with this and Riker has a good moment there where he's like you know what I'm here with one of the Federation's fastest strongest ships and I've got a whole fleet of ships exactly the same and I would just love for you to give me an excuse to kick your ass which is a great moment for Riker because as we did learn earlier on his firstborn son died of a condition that could have been saved if it hadn't been for the ban on synthetics and now that he's on the bridge of this ship and he's facing down the person who's responsible for the ban he's just you know having a good time of it and you know the Romulans back down and uh, pretty much piss off that's the last you see of them and you know Riker's like I will escort you back to Romulan space and she's like that'll not be necessary and he's like I don't mind so there's a nice little bit between uh, a nice little back and forth between Riker and Picard and you know Riker says you know what I told you I wouldn't try and talk you out of this but I didn't say I wouldn't let you go it alone and it's just a nice little moment between the two of them before they break off communications and Riker and the Federation fleet head off back to the Federation leaving Picard to pick up the, the pieces on the planet the first contact situation that he was talking about uh, I actually enjoyed that more than a fawn fight and space that was just I felt it was very much in tune with the the heart and soul of what Star Trek was and uh, Picard at his finest 
in this episode at this point to you just the true Picard that we all love and remember. At this point Picard has suffered the critical stage of this brain disorder and he falls to the floor on the bridge of the ship and Gerardi is trying to help him but Picard knows that it's too late and he's in contact with the surface and everybody's starting to panic and worry and Soji drops the defences of the planet gets him to beam straight down to the surface and Picard is on the ground uh, surrounded by everybody, the crew uh, Rios of course Gerardi Rafi and Elnor and you know he has a pretty beautiful moment with all of them essentially like there's a part earlier in the episode where Rafi tells him that she loves him and there's a whole awkward moment between the two of them because Picard being Picard he's not that sort of person that feels free to express himself in that way and you know he does actually tell her you know, he loves her as well earlier on in the episode so at this point everybody is just you know they can't believe this is happening they only literally the crew only found out about this brain thing at the beginning of was it this episode the, the beginning no the beginning of the last episode they only have known about this for basically about a day at this point and now here's Picard dying and you're kind of hoping to yourself you know is he going to survive uh and part of me was kind of like this little gadget that the the synthetics gave Rios that could repair anything. I thought they were going to use that to repair the damage in him before he died. But that's not the case. Picard dies at the end of this episode. Spoilers. Uh, but we're not finished yet. Um, we have a moment where, you know, we see... Rios and Seven of Nine sit down together and he's talking about, you know, I, I told myself I wouldn't do it again. There's another F-bomb dropped in here. I don't know why I'm having such a problem with F-bombs and Star Trek. It's just like, you know, I've said it plenty of times. Get me in the right mood and I'll swear like a sailor. But I don't feel that it's it works for Star Trek. Rios is like, I, I promised myself... I wouldn't do it again after losing one captain and here I am and Seven has a similar thing where she's like you know what me too sort of thing she's like you know killing for revenge and whatnot she swore she wouldn't do it again and here she is doing this and that and the other because earlier in the episode her and I, I can't believe I don't even can't even ugh, I can't believe I forgot this part there's a wonderful little showdown between her and Narissa where she takes revenge for Hugh getting killed and uh, brilliant brilliant little sequence um, so they have their little moment at the end of the episode we also have Rafi sitting she's mourning and Elnor walks up and of course Elnor considered Picard to be the father he never had sort of a thing and then he lost him for years then he finally found him again, now he's dead, and like, he breaks and balls his eyes out, Rafi does the same. Very, very well acted part in the episode, really enjoyed it. 
we then cut from that to a room and Picard is sitting in it and across the room from him is Data and what's where he's at at this point is all the synthetics have been created from a single positron of Data and uh, Maddox discovered how to do that but basically he has because of this Data's consciousness this whole time has essentially been in uh, pretty much a computer hard drive. You know they've got a big fancy name for it saying as it's Star Trek but this is basically where he's been at the whole time since uh, Maddox discovered that he could recreate from a single piece of data and Picard and Hum are now in this hard drive uh, doesn't make a lot of sense a lot of people will say but it is indeed Star Trek if the producers and the writers decide that something makes sense they're going to make it make sense so there's a wonderful beautiful little scene coming up towards the end of the episode between Picard and Data and this is the conversation that Picard has wanted to have with Data for a long long time and I'm not going to get into that in any detail because it was just for me it was mm, priceless I enjoyed it but basically at the end of this conversation Picard comes out of it full closure he knows he's finally been able to tell Data that he loves him and of course Data loves him back and there's a whole oh, wonderful moment between the two of them but Data tells Picard, you know, once you leave, I want you to turn off my consciousness, shut it down. Data wants to die because he, and you know, this isn't anything new in Star Trek. Like I've heard something, a lot of stuff similar to like this from Data in the past. And you know, it's like mortality defines us, sort of a thing. You know, the reason dying is much a part of life as living as and uh, Data wants to basically rest in peace and uh, yes Picard gets up to leave the room and uh, he, you know, he, he can't really work out you know how can I leave I'm dead and uh, he leaves promises Data that he will indeed turn off the, the computer that's holding him essentially and he wakes up and uh, we discover that the the synthetic body that Sung was working on for himself has now been recreated in the image of Picard. So, spoilers at the end of this episode, Picard is now a synthetic life form. Now, I've actually taken a day, the moment's over in my head, how do I feel about this sort of a thing? But, you know, I don't have a problem with it and you know the story that they were telling in this here it makes perfect sense that they would do this with Picard and uh, the fact that you know the flesh and blood piece of Picard is now dead and gone and he's now living on in a synthetic body and he is for all rights and purposes he is the exact same person that he was before he died essentially and you know 
think about it guys it's not the first time a character in Star Trek history died and came back Spock done it nobody had a problem with that why do we have a problem with Picard doing it uh, so this sorts out the, the whole problem with this critical brain disorder that Picard had and especially like season 2 was greenlit before the first episode of season 1 was actually released so they had to deal with this in some way shape or form so this is how they've done it I'm okay with it I'm not upset with it part of me is kind of like you know what if this was a standalone series that would have been a good death for Picard he was doing what he does best he was you know saving the entire galaxy without a single shot being fired by the Federation there's nothing more Picard than that so if they decided to kill him off at the end of the series call it quits there I would have been happy with that but even though they've decided to you know what we're going to bring Picard back in a synthetic body without a brain disorder and there's no enhancements like he's not super strong he's uh, got a life expiration date basically this body is designed to expire more or less about the same time his human body would have done so yes he's a robot a clone not a gosh I've just had a weird thought there he's Boba Fett <laughs> Boba Fett was a clone unaltered so they would grow at a normal normal size not you know like a normal time and die and whatnot my goodness they've turned Captain Picard into Boba Fett that's a weird weird thought anyway by the end of the the series like we've, we've discovered where everybody's at what's happening Picard survived and the end of the episode they're all on board the ship ready to take off and you see the the relationships that are forming uh, of course Rios and Girati have a thing going as we look down into the the bottom of the ship we see seven of nine and Rafi sitting at the table at, at the, the start they're just talking to each other but then they reach across and they hold hands so they're going to get into a relationship uh, I'm all fine and well with that too woman and woman action there's nothing wrong with that these days you know people will and I've heard people complaining at this point already about seven of nine in her first appearance in the series you know, obviously she was in a relationship with this character that she killed in it at some point in history like, that wasn't seven of nine from Voyager we didn't get seven of nine long enough and Voyager to discover what way she felt like she was just getting her her head around basic emotions when that episode finished and she was only starting to explore dating and she was led into it by the doctor that was and this is a tangent on something that's completely unrelated to this more or less but uh yes seven of nine didn't know if she was straight or not and Voyager and it's just the doctor was learning her man and woman man and woman you know why wouldn't she and that's, that's another story for another time when we get the Voyager we're going to delve into that a lot deeper um but yeah I haven't got a problem with it 
Picard's on the ship. Everybody's together. Elnor's there. Is Elnor there? Met him talking about it. I can't remember. Did Elnor be on the ship at the last episode? Or not? I think he was. And of course, Soji joins him as well. And the last shot is Picard giving the iconic line Engage. Episode finishes. Yes, this episode was pretty good. That wasn't what I was expecting. It was actually better than I was expecting. And again, there was no space fight. But I'm not going to lose any sleep over that there. It was just nicely done the way they did it. This has been a production of Coins Edge Media. Thank you so much for listening.